Welcome, traveler. Lorianne here. I am the producer of this modest but mindful podcast. I'm a psychic medium, a greatness coach, and a portrait photographer mainly focused on capturing women in ephemeral moments of connection. This podcast offers you, the listener, the experiences that when we are aware, self-aware, our perception can change. So gently hold still, close your eyes, and experience moments through a reflective lens of visceral introspection and self-connection. So important, self-connection. Episodes range from psychic forecasts, witnessing the ephemeral, and conversations with folks who are switched on and here to make a difference and serve through their gifts. Enjoy, enjoy. All right, good morning, my beautiful friend, Shireen. So we wanted to do a podcast. Um, we've been wanting to do it for a while. So let me just give everybody a quick dive in, deep dive. Last summer, we did an incredible journey portrait together. And we started by doing ceremony at the edge of the Trent Severn. And we set powerful intention to release all conditions and expectations around, you know, um, you know, pregnancy loss and the process of trying to get pregnant. And we just let it all go. And then there was this process of opening up your womb to be a sacred womb in this, in this greater, bigger picture. And then a little tiny fish from the Trent swam up inside of you and now you're pregnant. <laughs> I still love it when you say that. I think it's so funny. So, yeah, that all sounds very accurate. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> I just want to say, like, I know, I mean, I just I bring my hands together, and I'm I just think it's a freaking miracle. You know, like I don't know about you, but it was like no conditions, right? No expectations, no conditions. Just let it go and open up to become a sacred vessel to whatever that means. And then you got pregnant naturally. When did when did you get pregnant? <clears throat> so yeah, we've been trying for just over a year with fertility treatments, and um, which was to be expected. And um, we got pregnant in October, and um, we were just about to consider, um, you know, one of the 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 last stages which was um donor egg right so um we were kind of in that process of considering a donor egg and um and then just like i can't say it was like um totally by accident because i was still tracking my fertility um but it was very low tech it's like these dollar store little tests and basically they tell you okay you're ovulating now now's a good time to have sex. And, and then we did, you know, um, <clears throat> and, um, it was all at a time. The irony is, is that I got pregnant right at a time when I had just been submitted uh, or, um, I had actually gone to emerge, um, for this condition that it's anyways, it's, um, it's something called diverticulitis. And I had like a flare up for the first time ever when I was I don't know how many years ago, seven years ago. And then all of a sudden I had another flare up and, um, in October. And then I was in the hospital and, um, I, all I needed was really, I went to emergency. All I did is I got some antibiotics and I remember like, I remember actually talking to you, Lorianne, and you had said, you know, and I remember kind of questioning what's the, like, like, with something that's not really a serious condition or like it just, you know, had a flare up seven years ago, I got some antibiotics, I was fine. And then like, again, it came up again. And it's also exceedingly rare for my age and my situation. Like medically, it's not something that's common that happens. Um, so I was kind of questioning like, why now, you know, like why after seven years do I have this flare up? And I remember you saying to me something along the lines of like, I think you're very much, um, you're, you're letting go. Like, I think this is a, like a clearing out process. Mm. And I think like, um, and I think,
think that was, you know, your the intuitive information that was kind of being signaled at that time. And I t- took it to heart. And then the irony is, is you know, um, as you were expressing that whole idea of letting go, letting go of maybe the, and when, when we say like letting go, Lorianne and I are referring to letting go of the expectations of getting pregnant, basically, or yeah. letting go of, <clears throat> letting go of how it would happen. Like it would be my egg and his sperm, you know, and I had to let go. And that was right around the time that I had, we, I fully kind of psychologically accepted that I needed to, that I needed to move on with, um, like someone, uh, someone else's egg I was yeah. going to consider you know, using another woman's egg and then basically having a baby like I would carry the baby and that was right at the time when I I hadn't let go of that and you know, it all seemed to be a kind of interesting convergence you saying you know I think you're really like whoa me knowing that like very much internally I had let go of the idea of him and I having our own child um with our own like naturally biological like a egg and sperm and and then all of a sudden three days later after this incident in the hospital it was like that was when we conceived wow wow it was just a climactic and i think it's interesting because you have these points in life and you don't even know they're significant when they're happening sometimes that's right you kind of know you sense it you sense it's significant you sense there's something a little bit more going on, but you don't really know. And then it's always kind of like the wisdom of hindsight or the wisdom mm. of time where you realize what was really going on there, you know? Yeah. I know it's, it's like, you know, the intuition and the wisdom at a body mind level is speaking to you very quietly. It's like a gentle wind and not everyone picks up on it, but you know, you're very intuitive and sensitive. And so you picked up on it and it's kind of like this feeling of, I'm going to wait, there's more information coming. And then sure enough, it comes. And I think that's why you were like, Lorianne, let's do a podcast. I have to talk. I don't even know what I want to say. <laughs> and I think right now, I think right now we need more than ever before, beautiful, miraculous, good stories as we are in this this very stressful time and uh yeah yeah, which which kind of segues into being pregnant during a pandemic and what are Uh your thoughts what are your thoughts around that i mean you know bringing into a child that is in uh, bringing a baby when is when are you due i'm due july 17th wow and it's a little boy it's a little warrior and he's coming into a post-pandemic world. How does that yeah. make you feel? I get goosebumps. Yeah, it, it all feels very, it's really interesting because it all feels like <clears throat> I'm very much processed. Like it, it feels like it all flows into one another. And um, like my personal internal journey before this pandemic started and what was going on with me internally it just seems like it's like a continuation as pandemic happened and it's, it's thrown even more. It's, it's like part of the growth that started even before the pandemic. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, which I, I find that strange because I don't know if everyone else feels that way, but, <laughs> but I, I just definitely feel, cause I think it is a very nerve obviously, as most people would assume, it's a nerve-wracking time to be bringing a child into the world. First of all, you've got the whole fear of like, oh my God, what are the hospitals going to be like in July? Right. And from what understanding, it might not be a good situation, you know? Um, and so there's this kind of fear of like, oh, I hope it all resolves itself. I hope the hospitals are safe to still having a baby in. And then there's all this stuff about like, you know, there's just, I have so many of the normal fears of like, what's happened to all my savings and my retirement and like, my goodness, and like, will I lose my job and how nerve wracking that feeling of will myself or my partner and what will he lose his job? Like, will either of us lose our job? In which case, geez, like, what are we going to live off of, you know, um, for 
when the baby, like when I'm on maternity leave, I mean, um, so, um, okay. yeah, it's, you know, there's, everyone's got their, their fears and struggling with different things. It's, there's different types of adjustments and, um, what are you, what are you feeling, I, honey? What are you feeling? Well, what I'm feeling is like the ba the baby is like it was such an interesting time that I got pregnant at that time because I feel like it means something to bring a child into the world at this time. Yes. Right? Like and and it's significant. And it's also it was such a significant pregnancy like like the way it happened in my own internal processing that I feel like, you know, whatever spirits are coming into being at this time, there's, you know, post pandemic or at the time of the, like, who knows? It could be like not even post pandemic. It could be at the time of the pandemic, you know? Yeah. There, there's a reason why these little souls are coming in at this time and they're coming in, you know, not just to challenge the parents, but maybe for themselves, there's something there's a greater purpose for what they need to accomplish or do or mm -hmm. how they, how they interact with the world or what their mission is yes. here. Well, I, right? I, I feel like that, you know, there, there is a new consciousness that has been slowly edging its way into consciousness on this planet. And that this is, you know, this is an opportunistic time for that to advance, to definitely take a leap forward and um, so you know what? I'm, I just have this idea. Um, I don't know if you got my newsletter this morning, but I put together a quick little offer called Get a Grip and like doing like these really quick readings with people to help them self-correct, stay in their yeah. power, stay in their clarity. And I want to do a little bit of that with you right now because that information is just flowing through. You're cool with that, right? <laughs> Sure, sure, no problem. Yeah. And so, so the first thing I want to, I want to, I want to look at is right now where you're at with your thinking and your processing and your beliefs is critical to the next step. And so, this is where we all need to self-correct. And so, for you right now, and to others that are listening, because that's the way it works, um, this is a time where um, it's really easy to feel kind of plugged up and blocked. And it's, it's like really old thought systems and beliefs, like even around your ability to survive the coming months, like your fears around having enough, like this is old stuff for you and it's reared its head and it's blocking joy. And right yeah. now, this is such a stupendous time of joy for you. Like if we eliminate everybody else that this information is for and we just look at you, which is what we all need to do anyway, because it is deeply personal. This is like a peak moment in your lifeline of being pregnant and, you know, building a, a being, <laughs> building a little body inside of you. And so, um, so I want you to check in with yourself where you might be kind of going through the motions of your, of your day. And instead of really getting into feeling the joy, put your hands on that belly, feel that belly, you know, gurgling and, and the little subtle sensations that you're beginning to feel now and just feel alive with life, not only your life, but the life inside of you. And, uh, you know, it's like, this is where, um, it's like you have become dimmed by the psychic cloud that is oppressing everybody right now. Mm -hmm. And so you have to push up past that and just like stay in the great bright light of where you're at right now. So how does that make you feel? It very much makes sense. It very much resonates. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like I, yeah. And it's interesting because I haven't felt a lot of joy per se in the pregnancy, even though I've had glimmers of it. And, but that, you know, I would say that kind of started a bit before anxieties and worries in me about like, okay, we need to get this settled and then we need to do this. And then financially we need to do this. Like all these things that were felt like logistical things that we needed to 
sort out in our lives and in our relationship, you know, before this little guy comes. Yes. And I was already in that moment. I was, so I was, I was being robbed of that joy prior to this pandemic. And then this pandemic just kind of exasperated a lot of those feelings of need for control and stability and certainty. It's really taken away all sense of certainty. Of, so all the things that we had planned were going to start happening come January. Like, I, we just don't know. For example, I'm not, I'm not going to buy a car anymore. Like, I, you know, I was going to buy a car that was, and, but rather I'm going to save that money and mm-hmm. in case something happens kind of thing. And it's, um, so a lot of, you know, and so it's, it's like this adjustment and it's, and I know that and come, you combine that with the physical symptoms of pregnancy, which can rob you of some joy. So that was, mm. it's definitely what I've noticed is that physically, um, for, you know, I'm now, I think I'm like 22 or 23 weeks and, you know, mm. had a little bit of relief within the last week minor relief kind of thing yeah but the physicality of it does kind of it, it does a little bit rob you of the joy so um, let and, me and then but then I'm trying to bring it back and um it's hard it's hard to bring it back you know so I want to ask you something um first thought first thought is a pure thought right so just close your eyes and listen to this question and go with your very first thought first image first sensation whatever shows up first without thinking about it what is your greatest source of vitality yeah it's weird because like what was your very first thought it's weird because it's something that I don't really do anymore. Wow. What is it? Tell me. Well, it's like, it was like thinking of like writing. Mm. Cause that's something that I really, yeah. You know how, you know, how I read your, I read your email about, um, what is it that course you're doing where you talk about that gift, that thing that comes effortlessly to you. Yeah. And I was reading it, and I was like, okay, I'll respond to that for Lorianne. Um, and I can't remember what it is, but it's basically like, it's like your gift. And it's yes. this thing that you're not even aware that you're able to do it effortlessly. And you're not even aware that you're able – that you, you're you not even aware of how much joy you derive from it to a certain extent. But people – other people take notice. Yeah. And other people are – are, are in awe of it, you know, or respect it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because my career used to be centered around writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, um, and it, it used to, like, I used to do a lot of it, but then what happened is this, like, it became commodified, right? It became very much like output, output, output. How much can you put out yeah. what quality and under short time constraints? And it wasn't always as, this unique personal creative process that um, was very dear to me. So I was able to bring in my creativity and my, and my, my personal feelings. And it, there was, there was still a lot of joy that I derived from it, even within a work context. Um, but it, 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 it became, it became like a, a monetization stream. It mm. became like, and so, and so then it was like, you know, then I basically transitioned to a different type of career path, which I'm in now, um, which doesn't require a lot of writing, right? Because it got to a point where I was just like, I think I'm tired of writing. Yeah. Or it was, sorry, it wasn't even just writing, it was editing. I was, you know, very good at editing uh, re- editing other people's writings. And, um, yeah. and so it's that thing, it's that gift but it's something that I've always longed, still in some strange mm. way, longed to get back to, or longed to be able to find a way to like still make a living with it, but then it not be something that becomes like too much of a chore. Like it's a strange thing. Um, so this is your creative gift, and this is what I keep telling people that you should return to this creative gift because it is what makes positive fulfillment changes in your life so isn't it interesting because I know when we talked when I was asking you to edit a little piece for me when I was working on my mission 
and you yeah. and you came back and I was like wow you're really skilled at this but and it was triggering something in you creatively so yes so so that's the first step that I want you to take a look at in terms of making this kind of self-correction and and so this allows you by by pursuing your creativity and your writing your specific skill and gift for you mm-hmm you will actually better um, balance and arm yourself against any future stress or anxiety because the, the world has been traumatized. Whether yeah. this has affected them directly or indirectly, the world is now in a state of trauma and, and anxiety. It's global. And, and it's, it's also exposed where everybody already has a pre-existing, maybe unacknowledged anxiety going on. And so it's just pushing everyone over the edge. So this will protect you from going over the edge as you near the end of your pregnancy and you go into the birth of your wee boy, your wee warrior. And, uh, and so, um, so like, you know, this allows you to improve and balance out your perspective and it allows you to uh, really feel like you're more in control of your inner and outer intelligence emotionally and mentally. And that, um, oh, what else is there? That uh, like you feel back in control, like you feel like you're back on top and you're back into joy and uh, you're able to see the big picture and the tiny details and you're able to articulate the creative spirit within you that is obviously going to be affected by by this time like really think about it like this imagine creating some legacy creative writing pieces that will one day be so important to your child knowing that this is the world i came into this is where my mother was at this is what was going on this was the influences that i was born into i'm getting goosebumps so it's this greater perspective and this wisdom that you know that uh, that really comes to you by just doing what you love to do and yeah you know and it's like this basically oh it's just so it's so cool because it, it just brings this these feelings of um i can do this it's a it's a real strong sense of uh like you know you're gonna you're gonna ride this the storm out and you're going to stay on top and not get pummeled underneath it all. So yeah. beautiful. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I can, <clears throat> I can very much like identify and understand what, what you're saying and um, like how it's, it's never, it's not a direct correlation, but when you're doing things that give you that joy or, you know, automatically in ways that you're not even conscious of, it's shifting your perspective on say, what you think about your RSPs, you know? Yeah. Like, like, does that make sense? Like you're, it literally shifts how you interpret funnel all of those other stressors in your life. And I, I've been thinking a lot too about, I think this is also part of kind of tying into why I was saying, let's do a podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was also thinking a lot about, I mean, something people, listeners maybe don't know about me is that like I work from home um, pretty exclusively, like, and I have been for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I have like, I'm, it's not really an office. <laughs> it's like a little enclave. It's got a little desk or whatever, but um, I don't have a door. <laughs> I don't have that real privacy or anything. We're in a condo. But I, you know, my company has shifted. The The company that I work for, it's an insurance company, has, has shifted. It's a pretty radical shift. Um, the entire company, which is headquartered in the UK, and we have Canada offices and stuff, is headquart- has shifted to a working from home model. So basically, like, you there's office spaces and you can rent out, you can rent out a desk and go to the head office and if you want to, but you're fully allowed to work from home completely. So for the last couple of years, I've been, um, maybe going into the office like once or twice a week. And the rest of the time I just am at my home computer 
and there was a, there was a huge psychological shift and energetic shift that kind of needed to happen yeah. for me to kind of rebalance and all that. There was this real, you know, externalization of being of the world and in the world. When you get dressed, you look a certain way, you go into an office, you're the socialization process that happens, the, the conversation, the friendships that you're developing um, in those office environments. And then, you know, you come home and you're in the sacred space and all of that um, blending of worlds of your work world and your internal home space very much shifted for me. And it became an adjustment period of like learning when, what things were good for me and what learning when I felt too isolated, um, being alone at home. Um, and when I felt and, and, um, you know, and so anyways, this all ties into our current circumstances because I think a lot of that adjustment, I feel like the world is going through that adjustment now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of people, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, say I mean, a lot of people are now, you know, without any sort of choice, are now going through this kind of adapt and overcome situation of feeling exactly what you've described, which is really feeling, uh, you know, isolated, you know, separate from their, their team, their crew. But it also creates a separation from the self because they identify as being part of a team that physically is in the same space. And so it's about also rebuilding because you're not separate. We're never separate from anything or anyone. And so it's like really hammering down that old belief that you're still connected, you know, like, you know, you're still connected. And um, because it creates this feeling of being out of control and and needing to sort of find a new way to kind of navigate through that day with all the extraction the distractions of home and all the seductions of home right yeah and so but the potential is that this creates a new sense of feeling balanced and peaceful in your own space where you create these nice clear boundaries to um you know adapt and overcome and just be uh disciplined in a new way which is what you've had the opportunity to actually work on creating that's why you have the little alclave where you do your work and uh you know and you're able to have that kind of self-discipline so um and this uh, this is actually uh this actually sort of takes you uh it corrects anything that was out of balance from before when you were working in an office that was not working for you which is why you manifested this in the first place so in a nutshell what tips do you have for people that are now forced into this um, this massive uh, change from working yes, at home? Yeah. It's very significant, and I, I will say so. So I will mention the tips, but I'll say one other thing before I mention the tips is that um, you know I'd say it was you're you're absolutely right. I think on some unconscious level, I manifested this because I remember even saying years prior, like. I just want to find a sense of balance and peace in my work environment. And in, I always envisioned this like trying to work from home thing. And then somehow it just miraculously happened. Like, <laughs> it, cause initially when I was at this company, we didn't have this working from home thing. And like, but the company transitioned to working from home. Yeah. So you could just say, Oh, that's fluke, but it's not fluke. Right. No, this was no. all, it wasn't fluke. And so, um, so anyway, <laughs> I guess I was going to say the other thing too, is this like, when I became pregnant, it further it it further challenged that that notion of being isolated and alone and working from home, because when you're um, the pregnancy, first of all, it brought um, more physical symptoms that that required that I went out less. Like I was just more tired, so I didn't go to yoga as much. I didn't do as much of this external. Even going to the grocery store was more tiring and stuff. Mm. So then I, I, there was a new adjustment period, right? Yeah. There was like, okay, now I'm home, and how do I, how do I navigate this without getting depressed? And how do I, um, how do I balance my time? Like, you know, how do I still get out but not get out? And then all of a sudden, this Corona stuff happened, and it was like, okay, now you really can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. you really. 
so it's it's this interesting transition and I still like I don't have the answers I don't feel like I fully mastered it in a sense but I will say this is that um you know there's there's a lot of beauty that comes from it yes and I'm not sure that people understand that right like I think a lot of people being forced into self-isolation and being in their home environment um they they're just waiting for the end there's just this idea that okay eventually it's you know we're gonna have our kids are gonna be able to go back to school eventually i'll be able to go back into the office and i just have to ride this out ride this out and there's a resistance to really embracing it yeah right and i and i totally get it like i i totally understand because god like i mean i have coworkers who are dealing with screaming kids now at home and they're trying to balance their work while their kids are running around you know um and I and I, I get it. There's resistance. It's just kind of like, okay, how long do I have to do this for? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah. then it's, it's like, and and so I totally I, I can understand the reasoning and the feeling of of just like, okay, I just need to get this for a short period of time. But I do think there's going to be a shit a time where once people start realizing this is going to go on longer than they had hoped, um, they're, um. I think there will be this this feeling of um, like like uh, this readjustment period, and this I think I, my hope is that people start to embrace embrace it more. And um, I do think you know you have you in these circumstances when you're forced to stay at home like this, you have the opportunity to go really deep. Mm-hmm. Like you have the opportunity, it's whether people take that opportunity, I don't know, and I don't know how many will and how many won't. How many will just resist it until it's over, or how many? And I and I I think it, you know, it can be a really self healing time yeah. for yourself, and it can be a really self realization time, learning a lot about yourself, and it and it forces all the extroverts in the world, you know, to really. <laughs> come in to like come into how they're feeling and and noticing what they're feeling at all times and what they're processing. And, um, and it also forces you to certain, so that that would be my advice is try to embrace it. Try to, um, instead of thinking about when the end in sight is, think about, assume this is your new life now. Like, what would you do now? What changes are you going to make or how would you set up your day-to-day life so that you feel balanced? Like, are you going to now set up a little work area, a little computer area? Are you now going to um, put little rules for your children about, like, when they can come talk to you and what they, you know, and set up certain things they can play with? Like, there's all sorts of little things that can make you feel um, more balanced in your home when you feel out of control in your home, you know? Well, you know... I think that would be my suggestion is assume it's your new normal yeah. and figure out what it is that you need to do to feel balanced. Because once you get to that state where you can, you can make those changes to feel a little bit more balanced, the rewards are very plentiful. Like you'll start learning things about yourself. You'll be able to go into those spaces where you're really much more in touch with your intuition and who you are. And you might even make drastic decisions to, I don't know, like different, you know? Yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many unknown variables still. And every day there's another shoe that drops and you, it's really, really good advice. I love this. Assume it's your new normal. I mean, the thing that I'm noticing in people is that it's like, we're all resisting, acknowledging that this is really having an impact on us on a level of our consciousness on a psychic level. And that when we just acknowledge that, we can be kinder with ourselves and just really adapt and uh, be better, you know, in the mindset of adapting to the fact that everything's very fluid and changing constantly right now. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for those tips. I mean, I've been working at home forever. And, um, yeah. yeah, and I know, you know, like, you've got to have discipline. You've got to have boundaries. You've got to have... Um, you know, you've got to have workflows and, uh, you've got to sort of keep any seductions out of, out of sight, you know, (laughs) 
it's like yeah "Yeah, i'm just gonna watch netflix all day nope so it's like you know have a have a really clear schedule and workflow and just keep you know working through it and then reward yourself at the end of the day like you are coming home back into your sanctuary and uh, nurturing and taking care of yourself and having some downtime that's harder when you work at home because i think that when you work at home well from my experience and being self-employed that you know there can be a lot a much longer work day <laughs> so yeah yes uh, anyway I mean, there's so much you know greatness in it which if you have to run out for a couple hours to an appointment or you have to do something you can you can do that and then you can come back and work later in the evening that's if you right need to. i mean yeah. like i said luckily for me my work hasn't been crazy full stop that's the other irony of my circumstances I'm very, I'm very efficient at getting my work done, so I get it done rather quickly. And then I, I, I do have, like, it's not like my days are jam-packed with, like, eight hours of nonstop work, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, there's a whole other level of balance and adjustment that I need to make. Like, okay, so I've got some time. I've done my work for today. I'm not just going to sit around and, like, I don't know, get depressed because I feel all kinds of crappiness from, <laughs> from being pregnant. I'm going to, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do something you know yes Um, so you know everyone's gonna have their challenges because some people are gonna feel like I'm just overwhelmed I've just just got just as much work now but I'm fine I'm doing even more work because I'm I don't even have to deal with commuting anymore so now I'm just at my computer from 8 a.m. until 7 p.m. and and it's in people are gonna feel you know what I mean everyone is different and some people are gonna feel like that's not good for me. And I'm not even taking breaks with my coworkers to get coffee anymore. Yeah. I'm not even taking my lunch break to just chill and they're going to feel this whole and, but yet I'm getting so much done. So there's this whole adjustment period that has to happen with, you know, and everybody's going to find their own thing, you know, their own like way of working it out. But I think it's just, it goes deeper to this, to this whole idea of like the planet's healing right now. Yeah, because we're not we're not flying, <laughs> and we're not. Um, so the skies, literally the CO two, and you know, or the uh, you know global warming, the, you know, and the, the ozone is actually literally healing with less with less airplanes in the air, um, and you know, and the as everyone's probably read, like the Venice Canal is, you know, I know full um, of dolphins full of dolphins and coming back to life so it's like the planet the planet i don't know that you know there's those theories about like is this the planet's way of like trying to get mother nature to heal and trying to force us and and it's also but it's also an interesting opportunity to say that it's not just the planet healing it's ourselves Mm -hmm. it's totally it's a reflection right i mean uh, there's so many men and we're and we're just beginning to see these 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 sort of stories coming out you know like like dolphin is the medicine of joy and now it's swimming around these normally you know black water polluted canals and now they're crystal clear and they're and it's like they can see the fish that were probably trying to live in that that climate and now the dolphins are there. it's like it's it's uh, one miracle after another and i really believe and hope at the same time that people are inspired to reconnect to the beauty of nature that is all around us because it is it is medicine in itself and that people won't want to return to what we were doing where it was this this unstoppable this unstoppable you know wheel that it that it can it can move differently it doesn't have to be so brutal um yeah, so let's hold a vision for that on on uh, you know an individual level and a tribal level and a global level and uh, yeah. yeah, so and that's my that's my fear, right? Is I guess that's also a fear is like, what happens if this when this virus you know subsides in Canada and and the economy recovers whenever that is? Yeah. Um, are we like what lessons are are we going to do business differently like are we going to consider i don't know or or is it just going to be going back to more of the same same things yeah. um 
Like, what are we with? And, and unless we take, and the, the thing is, is, you know, you can see that very much in the abstract. You can see that very much as like, oh, politicians and governments and corporations, they're the ones making those big decisions. So let's see if they now decide to all of a sudden invest more in renewable energy sources when we, you know, or they make better decisions for, you know, healthcare and, and supporting like, um, you know, childcare and all these things. Like it's, this, it's a radical, um, proposition and it's a radical, um, hope of mine that like it will shift, you know, and people will maybe see things a little bit differently and maybe do business a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what I think we have to realize that it's not just, it's like, it's a collective, um, vibration so it's not just like okay well let's just see what the politicians are doing when we go back to normal or what the corporations are doing when we go back to normal it's like well what are you doing now while you're being forced into self-isolation because if you're shifting internally what's going on with you then the whole planet is shifting and then the people making the decisions are shifting you know what i mean yeah absolutely shifting and and adapting and and hopefully evolving hopefully (laughs) at the very least even if we go back to whatever we were doing before then at least if the if a whole number of us have done our own shifting and our own internalization (laughs) at least there's that at least we have the people that are working in the world you know um with a different perspective i Mm -hmm. guess yeah (sighs) big exhale (laughs) breathe deeply (laughs) oh my goodness well we never have we never have any problems um nattering on do we (laughs) so i don't even know if this is like a podcast or it's just like me rambling rambling no i think it's beautiful uh, and and i think there's lots of good information and i think even spirit snuck in there and offered some some information that that's helpful to you and to anyone else that's listening and uh because that's what we need to do right now we you know you know i love i love that there's a trend going around of you know share mongering and canadians have started the trend you know so you know let let's let's hold that vision as well and just support each other so yeah, yeah i know i we need we need to, we need some positive news in this time. That's right, and that's why I think we were both compelled to do this because you have such an incredible, beautiful story, and it's inspiring, and it's also about adapting to the changing um, times that we're in, and uh, it doesn't yeah. have to be it doesn't have to be painful. It can be filled with joy, and um, and the outcome can be more joy. And it's like okay, that's not on a lot of people's radar, and so this is a way to sort of bring it back to people's desktop that they're using to create their reality. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, we should probably cut it here because we're already um, upwards of over 40 minutes. And um, I want people to, um, uh, you know, to, to listen to this through and through and receive anything that, that they can from it. Even just the, even just our vibe of sharing and talking in in a way that isn't about the the black and the dark and the scary stuff but this is all about adapting and the bright and the happy and the joy and uh yeah so beautiful thank you for your time and um what i'm going to do is i'm going to um let you if you have any closing thoughts and then we'll we'll close this off and uh, but don't hang up i'll stop the recording so i can say goodbye to you separately and anyway that didn't need to be recorded but it did so do you have any closing thoughts my dear sister maybe i lost you i think are you still there (laughs) oh hold on let me see can you hear now yes you're back Um, just to stay strong and, and yes, find the joy somewhere in there, find the joy in your day-to-day life. Um, cause it's the only thing that's going to keep you grounded. Yeah. It's the only thing that's going to keep you grounded because it's inevitable that 
more you're gonna hear more bad news for a while <laughs> yes it's inevitable. Yes. so you know accept that and I think for me the other closing thought is relinquish control you know mm. you're you're not in control of those external circumstances right now yeah you just let it go yeah and and like focus on what you can control yeah you know yeah good point Good point, wise sister. Good point. Adapt and overcome. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let, let's call it here, and um, we will uh, maybe connecting with you closer to uh, due date. That'd be fun. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. On the other side of this, maybe we'll connect up again in June or something and do this. All right. Yeah. Thank you so okay. much, and um, yeah. Hey, thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode a valuable use of your time. If this is your first encounter with this little podcast, I want you to know that you're part of a great tribe. You are important and worthy. Run quick, look in the mirror and remind yourself what an amazing person you are because you care enough to inquire and to work on your self-awareness. If you or someone you know would make a great guest, please reach out and let us know and we'll chase them down. We'd be ever so grateful if you were to subscribe and share the podcast with your friends. Help us in our mission to spread the good medicine of self-awareness and joy. Blessings to you and yours. And one more thing before I start the forecast, I'm going to do the questions that were submitted in the Greatness Tribe. And the first question is from Lou, who says, how should we deal with the economic impact happening? Should we sell our investments? Okay, that's a, a trillion dollar question, no pressure. <laughs> so, you know, I am... Uh, not even going to attempt to answer that question directly uh, because that's way too much responsibility. <laughs> I don't want to have anyone come back to me and say, you said. <laughs> so I want to look at it from a different perspective, okay? I'm not going to do any kind of a prediction uh, based on um, economic and financial investments not my thing. <laughs> so let me go in a different direction. Okay, hang on. So Lou, as I plug into this idea that you've presented this question, uh, the, uh, the information that comes back is that this is a time where we really need to adopt a strong mindset strong self-discipline and a determined spirit okay it's from that perspective and so you know we need to uh you know be in control of our financial situation to the degree that we can based on what we're able to control and what we can't and approach any uh you know um, conflicts or disagreements or uh, any, um, uh, you know, changes in financial markets. We need to treat it with kind of a warrior-like spirit, right? So we need to be clear and self-assured about what we want and really stay in this place of strength and courage around what it is that you want and you know this is a battle you got to fight for it and uh, but recognize whether this fight is external or if it's internal and you know what the internal fight really intrigues me because uh, you know if you are internally fighting with being afraid that you're going to lose everything that's the battle that you're fighting uh, if you're going to try to fight an external battle with things that are out of your control, uh, then you're going to lose that battle. So it's about, you know, 
getting clear on what battle is going on and then getting clear and straight and strong within that battle, right? So what is your goal? You know, obviously the goal is to, uh, you know, maintain the status quo. And um, so it is, how can I put this? Um, I'm just trying to find the words to unpack this information. And, you know, like there are times when you need to be in a flow state and adapt and overcome, which is what I'm going to be talking about in the forecast. And, uh, and, and there's times when you just need to sort of, you know, just really hunker down into uh, the battle that's going on within you. Because uh, you can't control the battle that's going on outside of you. And I'm talking about what's happening in the markets and how they're going to fluctuate and how the governments are doing everything they can to avoid any kind of a financial collapse. But we are going to see uh, changes in, in the financial uh, district. There's no question about that. There's already changes that have happened. And so, um, you know, the best thing you can do is to work with what you can what battles you can kind of address and uh you know um set an example right that's the most important thing setting an example of how you are managing and navigating the internal the internal battle of your anxiety and fear and like i've said many times a lot of people are not really paying attention to how COVID-19 is affecting them psychically. So your question tells me that, you know, this is a valid practical question and you want to approach it in a valid, in a, in a very practical way, not from um, a fear internal battle that's going on. I hope that helps you. Um, and yeah. <laughs> And then we have another question from Jane who says, the hot question, how long will we home retreat last? I kind of addressed that in the uh, psychic forecast. And so I'm going to let that one go. And yeah, so kind of like Lou's question, um, you know, the future is really unpredictable right now. It's really on a slippery kind of you know, ground. So everything's very hard to predict, um, at least from the lens that I work through. Uh, you know, there are other psychics that are very good at predictive stuff and astrology, astrologers and numerologists that are out there. That's what I would turn to, right? So um, yeah, okay, I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> and now I'm going to go to Patch, who has, has this pause begun to awaken more light workers in aid in the great shift to the fifth dimension. What can we each be doing to help with this transition? All right, I, I really feel like I've completely addressed that in the psychic forecast. Great question and um, very much in alignment with my uh, process. So thanks, thanks Patch. All right, I am going to leave it here and now stay tuned for the Psychic Forecast coming right up.